Now that's a perfect stool. Frustrated with your pain or injury? That sucks, but I'm here to help. Hi, my name is Denise DeShetler and I'm a body worker and educator. Why is it so hard to find the care we need to feel better? Most of my clients have asked that question for years until we started working together. Now I'm gonna help you find those answers. I'll explore different health disciplines and chat with talented practitioners. We'll share our insights and practical advice to help you get the results you need to feel good again. Because seeking the right care for your health can be a pain in the arse. But with me, your wellness journey will turn into a fun-filled adventure. Buckle up, baby, for the Passionate Health Advocate Show. Welcome, listeners, and thanks for joining. I'm happy you're here. Today, we are going to a place where autoimmune diseases can be reversed naturally. Let's buckle up. Welcome to the land of autoimmunity. We are searching for Lindsay Parsons. She's a certified health coach specializing in reversing autoimmune disease naturally, gut health, and sustainable weight loss. Is that you? That is me. Excellent. Well, thank you, Lindsay, for inviting us here. What is this place? Well, this is a place where people who have autoimmune diseases can learn to reverse them naturally without having to take potentially dangerous medications with side effects that can have long-term impact and cause other problems. Okay. Well, I am very happy we're here because I know there's people out there that have actually reached out to me and would really like to be in this land we are at. And so, so thank you for the invitation and I can't wait to learn more about it. Okay. So can you tell us how you got here? Well, it started with my own autoimmune issues, which were preceded by other health issues that, that in retrospect, I realized were related. For example, I had um, in my early 30s, I dealt with infertility and then a diagnosis of endometriosis, which many believe to be an autoimmune condition. There's a lot of conditions like that that are, it's sort of not, not sure what the cause is, and that's one of those. And then later, um, well, actually before that, I, I had some gut issues, starting with lactose intolerance, and then just you know, digestive issues, bloating and discomfort on elimination and that kind of thing. But then ultimately in 2013, and this is now long after my son was born, and I had adopted another child, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune disease that attacks your thyroid gland. And then ITP, which is idiopathic thrombocytopenic purpura, which is an autoimmune disease which attacks your platelets, and pernicious anemia, which is an autoimmune disease that um, is involved in your inability to absorb B12 in your intestines, so that there may be some autoimmune component to that. And so basically what happened was I, you know, first when I went to see the doctors, the first doctor I saw, of course, you see an individual doctor for each of these, right? You don't ever see Mm -hmm. the same doctor for each autoimmune disease because there's not a lot of autoimmune specialists per se. So uh, the first doctor you see is an endocrinologist for the Hashimoto's. And they told me basically slowly but surely Hashimoto's would destroy my thyroid gland and I would just wait. And when it was, you know, destroyed enough and I started having, you know, I started becoming hypothyroid and they would put me on thyroid hormone until eventually the gland was gone or it, was, it would have to be removed. Oh, wow. And I thought, 
that doesn't seem like a very good plan. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to sit here and wait for my thyroid gland to be destroyed. And then I saw a blood specialist for the ITP. And again, it was, well, right now your platelet count isn't too low. We'll just have to keep a watch. And if so, then maybe you get like, I, I don't know what they'd give, maybe steroids or something to bring it back up. That's a, that's a common treatment for a lot of autoimmune diseases. But of course, you, you can imagine there's a lot of side effects to steroids. Mm -hmm. And then fortunately with the B12, they actually could do something. They can give you shots and then ultimately sublingual uh, tablets that you can take for B12 because it's not being absorbed in your intestines. So that was my traditional medical you know, experience. And then as time went on, I got a little more educated on autoimmune disease. And so I tried an elimination diet that eliminated um, gluten, dairy, soy, seed oils, sugar, alcohol, caffeine, pretty much any processed food. So I did that and then tried things again afterwards. You know, you eliminate for a certain period of time, and then you reintroduce and discovered that gluten, dairy, and soy were likely the three things that I was sensitive to, which is very common in autoimmune disease. And then later I went to see a functional medicine doctor, an MD who had studied functional medicine, which is the branch of medicine that is concerned with finding the root cause of, some, of issues prior to them becoming full-blown diseases or some, sometimes subsequent to them becoming diseases mm -hmm. and, and reversing them. And so that functional medicine doctor diagnosed me with SIBO or small intestine bacterial overgrowth and treated me for that. And then later, once I started getting more into this work, um, I, I treated myself for an overgrowth of candida. And anyway, slowly but surely, my numbers kept improving until my most recent blood tests last year showed both autoimmune diseases, or the, the ITP and the Hashimoto's completely reversed. Wow. And the, B, the B12 levels have been good since I've been taking the sublingual, so there's not much to check on that, but yeah. Wow, that's a fantastic journey. I'm happy you arrived here and you're here to tell us about it. That's great. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that's a lot of uh, jargon. If you're not familiar with autoimmune diseases, can you explain or just tell us exactly what is an autoimmune disease? Sure. So an autoimmune disease is a disease in which your own body or your own immune system is attacking your own cells. And so basically they all are likely to have a common origin, but they attack different parts of the body. So for example, um, when you have Hashimoto's, it attacks the thyroid. With ITP, it attacks, it attacks the platelets. But there's, there's also some that, that attack specific organs and some that are body-wide, like say lupus, for example, is a mm -hmm. body-wide autoimmune disease. Right, right. Okay. And, and I'm sure people have heard some of those, especially lupus. Um, people have heard of yeah. that. And so uh, when you were dealing with autoimmune diseases, what kind of symptoms were you having? So the interesting thing in my case was that I had the gut issues. Like I'd always had gut issues, which are, are very connected with autoimmune disease, like the bloating and the discomfort. But I never had any symptoms that, that gave away that I might be hypothyroid because I wasn't. I had um, nodules in my thyroid, which often comes with Hashimoto's. And when they felt an enlarged thyroid, they sent me to get an ultrasound, which is how they saw the Hashimoto's. So it was caught very early for me. Most mm. people aren't caught until their TSH, which is a, a blood test you often will get, um, you know, with, if, with, with a standard checkup or if you have symptoms. So my TSH level was not elevated. So there was no sign that I had it. But even people who see their regular doctors and get their TSH taken will often not, it will not often not be caught because the standard reference ranges can go up to, up to 
four or even six, but above 2.0 is considered potentially at risk for Hashimoto. So if you have a TSH level mm, wow. that is that is not between 0.5 and 2.0, you probably should get um, testing for autoimmune uh, markers, the their, their antibodies, thyroglobulin and thyroid peroxidase. And the Hashimoto's okay. is one of the most common autoimmune diseases. Got it. Okay. So it sounds like uh, you were pretty lucky in that that was detected early on. So you weren't, when you were going through this, were you, you were having mainly gut symptoms, gut issues versus- Right. And, and then it was just the enlarged thyroid. So I wasn't okay. actively seeking treatment for the gut issues because, you know, you go to your doctor and you say, my stool's a little soft. They're mm-hmm. not going to send you for extra testing. They're going to say, you know, eat more fiber, maybe. I don't know what they would say. But right. I have, I think I saw a gastroenterologist and did tell him about my bloating and he gave me a pill, which I still, I still hold on to them when I do overeat because they knock out all the pain in my gut. But I certainly don't want to take them on a regular basis. So right. that's pretty much, you know, and that was about 10 years ago and I still have some left. So it's wow, to say I don't okay. take them frequently. But that's, you know, you see gastroenterologists and see you bloating. They don't look to find the root cause of your bloating. They just give you something to mask the pain. Right, right. And this is the whole reason we're here is because we want to get deeper into that and actually find out how more of us that actually are dealing with autoimmune diseases or perhaps gut issues can get to where you are. And it seems that maybe we can shorten that path uh, talking to you. Yeah. Now that you are living there in this autoimmunity land, uh, what are you doing with, are you sharing this information with other people How are you living your life now? So I do, whenever I meet anybody with an autoimmune disease, I do sort of inquire, but you know, you can't be too, too, you can't butt in too much into people's health just that you know personally. But through my podcast, I, my podcast is the perfect stool, understanding and healing the gut microbiome. So that on that podcast, I had some uh, naturopaths and, and other people talk about autoimmune disease. And I certainly mention it a lot of time if I'm talking about my own story and it's one of the things I do as a health coach is I coach people on reversing their autoimmune disease naturally. Okay. And you're talking about the gut microbiome. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, the microbiome is home to trillions of bacteria and fungi and um, even some protozoa and archaea, if you haven't heard of those. These are other, uh, I think, kingdoms of, of organisms. And there are, by, by many fold, more uh, cells or, or bacteria in our body than, than there are cells in our body of our own. Wow, so, yeah. you know, we, we, it's very influential in our health. Most of the health problems that I deal with can be traced to the gut, especially autoimmune disease, because, you know, there is a, there's a, a very eminent researcher um, named Alessio Zano, who is a doctor and founded the University of Maryland Center for Celiac Research. And he believes that there's three factors at the center of all autoimmune diseases, which is the genetic susceptibility, exposure to some type of antigen, meaning like some type of a toxin or undigested food particle or food that you're sensitive to, and then increased intestinal permeability. So that third piece where you have, which is, you know, commonly known as leaky gut, is where the thing that's in your gut is escaping out of your gut, going into your body, and your body is seeing it and attacking it. And if you have cells in your body of some type that look like that thing that's coming out, then it's also 
attacking those cells in your body, thinking it's on alert for those cells. That's how uh, autoimmune disease is believed to start. Got it. Okay. Thank you for, for explaining that. I think that's super helpful for people now to understand what's going on in their body. And, you know, it's interesting. We hear about autoimmune disease and, and a lot of people, uh, myself included, think of stress. Uh, but it sounds like you're really pinpointing that a lot of this, or I don't know, would you say all of it? Like how much is the gut factor? Is that a huge, huge factor for what's the initiation of autoimmune disease? I mean, you did say genetics, but even if you're not predisposed. Right. No, genetics based on twin studies probably accounts for about 25% of autoimmune disease. Sorry, how much was it? 25. 25%. Okay. So the 75% is lifestyle, which is to say that you don't have to get an autoimmune disease just because you're genetically predisposed. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're absolutely right that stress is a big component. But what happens when you're stressed out is that your secretory IgA, which is your immunoglobulins or your antibodies that are in your, your mucous membranes, they when in your mucous membrane, meaning your mouth and your digestive tract, your, so your secretory IgA decreases when you are stressed out, which means your body is not attacking the things that should attack way in to make sure that you are safe. So say, for example, you take in um, a bacteria that's dangerous, salmonella or campylobacter or um, E. coli or um, H. pylori. These are all well-known gut pathogens. If your gut immunity is low, it's not going to attack them and keep them in check. And, and you mm. can have those things in your digestive tract and they'll be in check because all the other bacteria are healthy and functioning. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden when your gut immunity goes down, then one of these bacteria can begin to take over and colonize in large quantities, at which point you begin to have problems. So for example, H. pylori is often behind a lot of the, the clients I see. They have overgrowth of H. pylori, which causes them to have low stomach acid. When you have low stomach acid, you stop pre- digesting proteins properly. And then you have a de- that deficiency in protein can cause other problems. And then you end up getting low leaky gut as a result of the overgrowth of the H. pylori because it attaches to the intestinal wall. And all of a sudden you've got things coming out of your gut that then can start autoimmune disease. So wow. that's just an example, but that's, that's, an example, that's the, yeah. type of, the type of um, sequence of events that can start with stress and end up with autoimmune disease. Right, right. Because stress will just add on to how our body is functioning already or not able to function and process the foods properly. Um, and then are you finding that in your situation and then maybe people that you're dealing with, uh, are they diagnosed with more than one autoimmune disease? That's very frequent. They often say autoimmune diseases come in threes. Mm-hmm. And I have seen clients who have more than one, but usually there's the one that's bothering them the most. And then the others may be sort of like on the side. Got it. Yeah. And it sounds like that is very possible because it seems very systemic. Right. right. Yeah. If you, if you start having that leaky gut, all sorts of things can start to go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. Okay. And so uh, now that you are helping people, what, what is a, the common solution or program? What is a process that how you work with someone if they have certain autoimmune disease? Can you kind of walk us through how sure. you help them out? So there's basically five pieces to working with autoimmune disease. 
So they may not necessarily go in this order because sometimes when I see people, they've already attacked the diet. They're already, by the time I see them, they're like, I'm eating vegetables and meat and that's it. Mm. Yeah. But mm. if you're eating the standard American diet with gluten and dairy and processed seed oils and sugar, then that's the first place to start for sure, is cleaning up your diet, doing an elimination. There's also a diet called the autoimmune protocol. It's very strict, so I don't necessarily start there because for a lot of people, just hearing the things that you have to eliminate on the autoimmune protocol is enough to go, no thanks, I'm not going that route. Mm-hmm. But the autoimmune protocol, in addition to all the things I mentioned earlier in my elimination diet, also includes nightshades, which is like the peppers, tomatoes, potatoes, eggplant, and all of the spices that come from those things. So virtually any of the spicy spices come from those mm-hmm. peppers of all, all types. And it also excludes for a time, you know, it's an elimination diet. So you're eliminating and then reintroducing, but it, it, nuts and seeds and legumes. So it's a very limited diet, uh, which is not meant to be used long-term, but is meant to be used as an elimination and reintroduction. But in any case, identifying which foods a person is sensitive to is the beginning part of of a typical uh, protocol, then determining whether what the what kind of infections of wh- of what sort people have that might be the root cause. So, is it could they have a dysbiosis in their gut or the diagnosis of SIBO, which is a bit controversial, um, small intestine bacterial overgrowth? I mentioned that earlier. It may just be gut dysbiosis. It's not necessarily an overgrowth, but in any case, and when I say dysbiosis, that means you've got the wrong bacteria, too much of the wrong bacteria, not enough of the right bacteria. Right. And um, then the other thing is is small intestine fungal overgrowth or just fungal overgrowth in general or, or dysbiosis again, where you have um, candida or aspergillus or fusarium or some other um, fungal resident of your gut taking up too much space. Now, some of these residents are normal, like candida is a normal part of our gut at three to five percent, but more than that is not normal. So um, then, the, then you might also have infections like Epstein-Barr virus that are Reflaring. That's the virus which causes mononucleosis, and most mm. people get it. But some, mm-hmm. for some people, when their immune system is weakened, it can reflare and cause problems. Or um, even the herpes simplex virus can be at the root of autoimmune disease. So sometimes I send people then f- to order their own tests online, and then I can educate them about what the results mean. So there's tests that test your um, what's going on in the gut and the different pathogens. There's a test called the organic acids test that has 75 markers of your function all over your body. That's a really interesting test that can tell you about what's going on with your neurotransmitters, with your digestion of carbohydrates and amino acids and fatty acids, whether you have bacterial or fungal overgrowth, um, and whether your detoxification systems are working. So that's a great overall body test, especially for autoimmune disease, to really know what's going on probably lies. Okay. So if someone, it sounds like people are reaching out to you or you're finding them um, because they've already been diagnosed. Is that correct? Oh yeah. So I'm not a doctor, so I don't diagnose disease and I don't treat it. What I do is I help people find their own tests and educate them on the results. And then I educate them on the protocols that doctors and PharmDs and naturopaths will use to deal with whatever condition they have. So there's a lot of people who've published great books about different autoimmune diseases and how to treat them. So I've you know, been studying all that so I can help, help them given what their condition is 
and what comes from um, the testing to understand the way that these practitioners treat those things. And so I educate my clients on that and then they can choose to follow those, those plans. Okay. So yeah. And then there's a couple other pieces for, for, you know, healing up the gut lining, which, you know, is part of cleaning up your diet and removing some of the, the things that are, are inflammatory. And then of course, reducing and managing stress, making sure you have healthy sources of fiber and using appropriate probiotics and prebiotics. And then also checking for nutrient deficiencies, like vitamin D, for example, is huge. Uh, it's very important in our immune system. If you're deficient in vitamin C, which the vast majority of people are, in vitamin D, I'm sorry, um, the vast majority of people are, then that's one that your regular doctor should be testing you on and can easily supplement you on, but that I often find people are deficient in. And mind you, your regular doctor, again, will probably say that a level of 30 is sufficient for vitamin D, but really 60 to 80 is the recommended functional optimal range of vitamin D. So there's a lot of nutrients like that where your doctor might say, oh, this is good enough, but you want to be in the top half of the reference range, or you want to be, you know, really optimized for that vitamin. And the other ones that are really key for autoimmune disease include like the omega-3 fatty acids, B vitamins, selenium, zinc, and magnesium. So often I might suggest that if they can, they go to the regular doctor and they ask for tests for those particular nutrients. And you can often find one that is deficient that may be impacting their health. And then the final piece is detoxification. So you may have a congested liver, like you may have an overabundance of toxins from your food if you haven't been eating organic or from your exposure at work. And so maybe your detoxification systems are not functioning well and you need additional um, gentle supplements that will help to aid in the detoxification process. And sometimes that's something you handle at the end once you've made sure the digestive tract is good and is in good working order. Okay, very thorough. Oh yeah, it's the passionate health advocate dance break. Now get up and shake your thing. you if someone has been diagnosed with autoimmune disease how in your experience and how you're working with people you're your health coach is there a way for someone listening say they've been diagnosed or recently diagnosed or have been diagnosed and just not getting the results they need to heal like what's a way that they can approach their doctor are there certain things that they need to be asking because you you even said about the vitamin d that was one example um, What's well, just like a general overview because I think a lot of people, when this happens, uh, they probably never thought they would they would have an autoimmune disease, and then they don't even know how to approach it and what's the best way to get the care that they need. Well, you know, when you when it comes to approaching a traditional doctor, you know, it depends on the doctor. Some doctors might mention, for example, you might try and go off gluten. That is, there's so much research backing up the fact that gluten can cause a leaky gut. For everybody a little bit, but for people who are susceptible, um, it can cause a very leaky gut for a longer period of time. So that's, that's one potential factor. And, and you know some doctors will just say, no, don't bother with that. That's, that's nothing. Whereas others might say, sure, go ahead and try, or they might even mention it to you. Or you know your traditional doctor 
vitamin D is such a common deficiency that if you ask for vitamin D test, almost every doctor will give you that. But if you start asking for, you know, zinc and selenium and those sort of things, they may go, well, I don't know if I can get that approved. That's what my doctor said. And I said, well, go ahead and try. And if not, I'll pay for it. And that usually works if you're willing to pay for the test. Or you can go online. There are a lot of lab test place where you can just order them yourself online and you can just do it yourself. It's not that expensive. I mean, you could probably get, you know, for $200, you could probably test all the nutrients I just mentioned, for example. Mm, okay. And and if you find any deficiencies, then you can supplement yourself. Now, of course, you want to be careful. You want to look it up and make sure you're not overdoing it. And then you, for some like vitamin D, you want to periodically retest and make sure you have a good maintenance dose because some people you know, of course you can go out in the sun. That's another option. Right. But people don't, you know, are trying to avoid the sun for, for keep their dermatologist happy. So, you know, you, if, if you are supplementing with certain things, you can, you can over supplement, like you can overdo it on selenium, you can overdo it on zinc. So you want to be careful with certain supplements. Right, right. And hopefully, you know, if people are choosing that route, I mean, like yourself, right, getting the, the proper guidance, you know, with, with everything else while they're going yeah. through but a traditional doctor is not going to send you on a full-fledged elimination diet and help you monitor that. They're certainly not going to talk to you about your detoxification systems or about your fungal overgrowth in the gut. Like that's not even recognized by the traditional medical community, despite the fact that they're the ones causing it with the overdosing of antibiotics. Yes. So um, when, you know, because most people have access to a traditional uh, physician, um, a traditional doctor, what do you, you know, in the optimal, if, if someone had options to go somewhere else, they work with someone like you in, in conjunction of going to their doctor, do they find a different specialist in the medical field that they should be uh, working with? Well, so if you have, are diagnosed with an autoimmune disease like rheumatoid arthritis, for example, or lupus, you'll probably be sent to a rheumatologist, again, for something like Hashimoto's or Graves' disease that, that concerns the thyroid gland. You'll be sent to an endocrinologist. Uh, I was sent to a hematologist, oncologist for my blood-related autoimmune stuff. So it depends on what kind of autoimmune disease you have, but rheumatology covers a lot of the ones that are most common. And that'll be for your traditional treatment. But if you want to get the alternative treatment to look at reversing it naturally, you want to work with somebody like me or um, a naturopath probably, or somebody who practices functional medicine or um, there's alternative medicine practitioners. But I think when I think of alternative, I think more about like acupuncture or, um, you know, all the other alternative type therapies. So I think of functional medicine much more as the, the branch that's going to be doing the kind of work that I do. Okay. Okay. That's good to know for people listening. Cause again, as we were speaking before, before this, this is going to be really overwhelming. So as long as people have direction where to go, um, that's, that's super helpful. And I wanted to know in your opinion, um, there could be a lot of people out there dealing with gut dysfunction. They may not even be diagnosed or feel like they're not, uh, like, like for you, for example, until you knew that your thyroid was enlarged, you were having mostly gut issues. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. So if someone is dealing with, what are some symptoms or maybe what would you advise people that are dealing with a lot of gut issues and they've probably been dealing with their whole life or more, maybe more recently, uh, mm -hmm. what are things for them to look for and like, oh, is this a sign that I should actually do something about this? Right. So let me just say what a healthy gut looks like. And then if you have anything but that, you will know that you have gut issues. So okay. a healthy gut would involve um, 
number one, that when you eat, you don't feel bloated, you feel good, you, you, your food seems to pass through without seeming, without acid reflux, without any problems, and you have one to three bowel movements a day. They are, if you look up the Bristol stool chart, they are numbers three or four on the Bristol stool chart, which means that they pass easily and cleanly. And uh, basically, that's, that's what a healthy gut, and they shouldn't smell. Okay. Not, I mean, not, not a lot. That's going to take potpourri and other, other things out of business, I think. <laughs> right. So that's what a healthy gut seems like. So if you're having diarrhea, constipation, bloating, acid reflux, pain, a sense that your food isn't moving, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're not having frequent bowel movements at all, then all of that is a sign of dysfunction. And yeah. it's not something you should just ignore because like for me, if I had dealt with my issues when they started, I would not have developed autoimmune diseases, but I didn't know who to go to or how to get it fixed at that time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, so when you talk about those symptoms, would you say that they are happening all the time? Because I think uh, everyone listening is like, well, I've had, I've experienced one or all of those at some point in my life. Sure. Or I eat a certain uh, meal and that would do that. So is it how much like the frequency that we need to be paying attention to? Right. So, you know, I understand you go out to a restaurant sometimes and they aren't terribly safe with their food handling practices. You might have a little diarrhea or a little soft stool after that. That's understandable. Or maybe you eat that really heavy chili meal or something that you're a little bit sensitive to, but not super sensitive to. That's not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about sort of something constant. Like it's not normal to have diarrhea every week, for example. Right. Some people who have um, irritable bowel syndrome or IBS, they'll have alternating constipation and diarrhea. So that's sort of one of those mysterious things you're thinking, oh, well, wait, I'm constipated, but wait, it's diarrhea. So is right. this dysfunction or? But yes, that's dysfunction. Okay. Okay. Well, that's really good information. And what was the, what was the test you said to look at if you have, uh, you, you mentioned something like if you, if you look at... Such oh, the Bristol such. stool chart. The Bristol stool chart. Okay. Right. It's, 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 you can just Google the words Bristol, B-R-I-S-T-O-L stool chart, and you'll see it all over the internet with the, okay. with the seven types of stool that you can have and what, you know, what three, three and four are healthy stool. Okay. And we're talking to the perfect stool expert because she's got her podcast. So, right. so you definitely know what you're talking about. Great. Okay. Well, thank you for that information. And if uh, someone wants to work, you said, you already mentioned like, okay, if they're going to a traditional doctor, then they want to get support for you or someone like you. And how do they look for someone like you? So if you want to try and see if somebody on your insurance does functional medicine, and it's pretty rare, but I was lucky that I, at the time that I was living in Washington, D.C. area, there was one doctor. You did have to pay an extra fee to be a, a, a patient, but I looked under functional medicine just on the list of types of providers in my insurance search thing. That's how I found my functional medicine provider. But uh, if, you, if it's not under insurance, then again, as I said, a naturopath, or if you look for the Institute for Functional Medicine, you can find MDs that practice functional medicine. And, and otherwise, I would say naturopaths would be your next best uh, bet. Okay, great. And do you know much, because we have listeners that are not just in the United States, do you know much about what's happening out in the world in regards to functional medicine and, and dealing with gut health and autoimmune diseases? Again, I would say a naturopath in any other country or, that, or, or somebody practicing more traditional medicine might be the kind, of, the kind of person to look for. Okay. Okay. 
Great. And then uh, tell us about how we can work with you. What's, uh, what are you offering? So if anybody's interested in working with me, I typically, uh, people will work with me for a set number of sessions, for example, like for gut health or possibly for autoimmune disease, they might do five sessions that they'll sign up for. And, and that'll give them time to get tests. And then we'll come back and look at those and then try something and then come back and look again. And, and that might take place over the course of a year. So what I offer to everyone is a free breakthrough session. If they want to just talk to me and tell me a little bit about what's been going on and, and I can hear about what their goals are for their health. And, and then we can talk about what it looks like to, to do health coaching. So that's free. Um, for anybody, uh, I do a half an hour session and you can just set that up by going to highdeserthealthcoaching.com and hopefully you can put a link in the show notes for that. Yes, yes, we will definitely put the link in the show notes for that. Okay, and so, yeah, so you have your website and so you can do a breakthrough session to kind of figure everything out and then you do, it sounds like a five session program for people. Depending on the situation, if it's gut health coaching, typically five sessions, autoimmune, it depends if, they, if they've already delved into the diet piece or not. So I also have a 12-session 12, 12 program that's a little bit more involved. So it just depends on, the, on, on how, uh, how much people are, can be self-directed, how much support they need. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Great. Yeah, we're going to have a list of all of that, your contact information. She also, as I mentioned earlier, she has a podcast. If you want to listen, since you're listening to this, maybe you want to switch over and listen to The Perfect Stool. I know she has fabulous guests on there talking all about gut health. It's really good. Um, and then are there any other resources, anything else if people want to learn more about their gut health or you know, autoimmune diseases? I do put blog posts based on all of my podcasts up on my website and also some recipes that are, that are gluten-free and dairy-free and sugar-free. So okay, that's again, highdeserthealthcoaching.com. Just look for the blog. And there's also, I have a few videos. I have uh, a video on reversing autoimmune disease naturally, I think. And then I have a video on the gut microbiome and what can go wrong with it. And then one on how and why to keep the sugar habit. Okay. Well, this sounds really good, especially as we're approaching the holidays. Any, any off the hand uh, tips for as we're entering the holiday season uh, to help people out that are dealing with uh, some dysfunctional gut issues? Well, uh, if you are trying to avoid eating things over the holidays like gluten or dairy or sugar, I, I would say maybe make something of your own and stick it in your purse or in your back pocket and bring it to the holiday party so you can enjoy a treat without having to eat something you're not planning to, or maybe wait till after the holidays and then deal with your gut issues. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Trying to be practical. Right. And then did you say, do you have recipes on your website? I have a few. I've, I've, uh, I've a a couple muffins. I do banana chocolate chip muffins and, and blueberry muffins that are gluten-free and use almond flour or other gluten-free flours that are really yummy. Oh, okay. See, there you go. So there's a, there's an answer because we still want to actually have some good tasty treats while we're dealing with all these issues, especially during the holidays. So absolutely. Great. Well, Lindsay, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for taking us to the land of autoimmunity. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. And uh, thank you. I'm glad the listeners get a chance to really listen to a topic I don't think is discussed enough. And it's a great topic over dinner. <laughs> and 
yeah, I think this is going to help a lot of people. And I know people have reached out to me about this issue. So I'm really happy to share this with them. So thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for joining the Passionate Health Advocate Show with your host, Denise DeShetler. Like what you hear? Then subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.